Welcome, 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 Donesty Podcast. No weird, grainy intro today because we don't have James's audio clip. Today is a rivalry week. Yes, it's weird. We got Samuel Pensick and Teddy Zulu, the friendliest rivalry east of the Mississippi. Teddy, welcome. But it's serious. This is serious. Thank you for having me. You know, um, got to make my annual uh, representation in, in this pod so that people out in Europe can uh, hear my beautiful voice. We had a listener in Belgium. Um, we did a pod last year, just you and me, no James. I'm pretty sure that was the most listened to pod of all time. We came with I'm excitement. Sure. Yeah, it's the only way. It, it has to be built in something. It's like college game day when they go out to like a real rivalry game versus just, oh, these are teams that actually play. Completely different. Yep. Those signs and those crowds are separated for a reason, whereas all those other games are just whatever fluff. It and James more. is like, James is kind of like the 2022 Lee Corso. You know, like he's not always there, kind of maybe pees himself a bit. We're we're McAfee, baby. We are energy. Thank you. We're McAfee with whatever guest host they bring because of the extra little pizzazz that we bring. Do we have to make exactly. sense all the time? No, but you watch anyway. Yeah. Did the Teddy rankings mathematically make sense? Well, yeah, probably. Are the people going to understand them? No. 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 But it's the Bible, so you're going to agree with it regardless. The people I'm understand. pretty sure my Teddy rankings are more accurate than whatever ESPN try to spit out at the beginning of the year. 100%. But people understand ESPN. It's like E equals MC squared. People hear it. Nobody knows what it means, right? Better. But it's right. Alphabet with an equation? That's dumb. Boom. You square anything. All right. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We'll hit the quick recap of last week. I'll play James's part. You can play the better guest part. Um, we'll kind of go through game recap and yep. see where that takes us. And then we can kind of, you know what? We don't need an agenda. We're going to let it flow. So you want to run through it. You, you can kind of take me through games last week. And I think what was the game of the week? It might've been you maybe. Couldn't know. It definitely wasn't me. It had to. You and David. No, did we even pick a game of the week? Maybe no. It was. um, It was. It was Kevin and Grippy. No, it had to be you and Ben. Playoff implications in that. That's right. That's right. It was me and Ben. So we'll save that for last. All right. So run through your screen. Let's let's start with my game because I think my Uh, game had one of the weirder like storylines because realistically it was me against David, two teams in completely different directions, but surprisingly. David's team came to play. I think when you break it down, at, at one point that that uh, projection came out a little bit too close for comfort. But you know, the new the new toys came in and uh, pulled it away late for me. Uh, finally, got to see uh, Jalen Hurts and of course Kittle after doing nothing for the first four weeks, decides to to dismantle the the Cowboys. So comfortable win on paper, but it wasn't it wasn't comfortable throughout. David's team looks much better than it did a few weeks ago and some surprising performances yeah he put up 138 with 138 he would have beat 
James. He would have beat Billy. He would have beat Ben. He would have beat everyone except for me, you, and Tyler. Honestly, and so it was a it was a respectable Griffey. performance. Yeah, no, he his quotes were, "It's going to be uh, a competition." That's all, that's all he said, and I believed it. And his team actually came to play. What was his ILP this week? I think he was actually pretty high, um, considering. A hundred and seventy. A hundred and seventy-eight. Yeah, we'll, like I we'll don't get know to... if that's good for him, but yeah, he had a solid week. I'm just glad I was able to squeak out of that one. It, that's got to be frustrating, though. You know, he he puts up a killer week that he's not going to get week in week out, and he just ran into you. Literally anyone else except for yeah, me, yeah, but... Tyler, you, and and Griffey, and he would have had it. Yeah, that's why we play the game, bro. That's that's why I play the game, but honorable. It just kind of sucks if you're vying for a a draft pick. Yeah, take the win or like take the L and score fifty. You know, it, it really depends though, because it's like with five weeks in, you kind of know who's in what bucket, but it's also kind of ambiguous enough that one random shift and you're trying to make a push, or dang it, I am now closer to the bottom. Maybe I should have you know pivoted a little bit. So it, it's 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 a, it's that time of the season where you kind of either make your decision on which way you want to go and kind of live with it. You know, and it's it's one of those things we've seen in the draft so many years that the top couple picks probably aren't the best. Like maybe you get Bijan or Saquon, but most of the time, like the Jeffersons, you know, those people are late first, early second, something like that. So competing for draft position isn't necessarily that important. Maybe we got Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison coming up. So that hurt yeah. him. He would have been in pole position for the top pick for Caleb Williams. And now, now we got Keenan with a slight yeah. lead. Let's let's talk about Keenan's matchup. Um, because I was texting him all weekend about it. Because if he had made the trade, he wins. Yep. Does that do Kittle anything? Finally for his did it. Season? Right. Does but that does that do anything for a season though? He goes one and four, kicks James down to three and two. But realistically, how like there's literally no depth on his team. There's nobody on his bench that you could that you can plug in and say, All right, this is gonna make me wanna go after it. So it's it's one of those where and I know we're gonna talk about the trade. Um but it's it's one of those decisions where I think Keenan kind of had to make a move where he, with the injuries and just the timing and the bad luck, you can't really turn around 0-4 into a real playoff push, especially in only four teams making the playoffs. At this point, I think you, three more than three losses, more more than likely you're not getting in. Billy, Ty, they're James. not losing. James, they're not losing more than two games, realistically. Yeah. Those are the games well, they play against each other, unless you know Ben comes in and tries to ruin it. What? So good. at this point, it's Billy and Tyler are in. It used to be Billy, Tyler, James, but James is only twenty points on the year ahead of you. That's four points a game. He's behind me. So if you look at Ben, Ben played the matchups. Team's not that great. You get a big game from Josh Downs or whatever. Sam Howell. 
Keenan wins one. You never know. He's got enough people on his roster. But here's I mean, the thing, though. We're looking at it from a perspective of James' team in the same way that Ben has been doing. Like, you've got to play defense, right? You're winning off of defense and hoping the other team doesn't score. James is underperforming while you would be, you're saying Keenan. Like, Danny Dodge at this point, we know who he is, right? Kamara's come in and filled a role. Scary Terry, I don't think, is going to be a 15 plus a game guy. Pittman, I think, is a solid double digit, but not a 20 point guy to where. You expect more than that. Like his, Keenan's team isn't filled with a bunch of DeAndre Hopkins. It's but filled with you guys got, that you probably want either filling in or like supporting your core. But if we look at it, Quentin Johnson, Mike Williams is out. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins is out. John U has taken one from Pitts. KJ Osborne, Jefferson's out. Um, he's he's Kamara's picking it up. He could he's got the same talent that Ben does Ben is what three and two I guess you're right one and four you're trying to get lucky it's not going to happen at that point you're playing for pride and when it comes to ILP yeah the wins don't really matter because if you're scoring low enough and the other team isn't then yeah sure but at the same time yeah so play for pride push sure play for pride he could win four games right and knock James back down where he needs to be Right That's- and uh, and still get the first pick. So who who cares? You know, it's a six point game. I really really wanted Keenan to win that one. I I did too. I really did. I was hoping he would have, but it's one of those things where it just didn't it 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 didn't work out the way it needed to. Like there's just again, I think Wins, this, losses. this team isn't this team isn't built to where one. 30 is a baseline. It feels like more of a ceiling, if anything. Yeah, I agree. And wins losses aren't going to matter for him. He's, you, you can't. Ben made his push of we're going to get lucky matchups. He did early, so you get hyped, right? You get a little overexcited. Right. But they each get what five games out of that. If Keenan gets five, he's still not making the playoffs. It's just, it's it's better with James losing than Keenan winning. Because Keenan oh, winning really cool. don't matter. But James losing makes it more interesting for you, me, Griffey, like oh, everybody I involved. Completely agree. James, look, like, and while we talked about Keenan, like, James' team isn't really blowing anyone away. Like, he started Jawan Jennings. Like, to be fair, Cup, Hurt, Jonathan sure. Taylor, Al. If he had someone else he was missing, too. So he's back healthy now. But those okay, players so, aren't aren't what you what they yeah used to be. it's it's one of those things where I feel like there's the air about Keenan uh, about about um, James that we've gotten used to right and that's still there but at the same time the one twenties weeks are gonna happen because he just has. No long, he doesn't have the home run talent that was consistent week in, week out. Now you've got guys that feel like they're performing at the level they're supposed to, but it doesn't equate to the 30-point game. It, it's equating to a 20-point game, you know? And I think it, 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 it's smart on James's part because he kind of reset his team a bit to where he has some younger guys that are going to be there for a while while still having the elite talent at the top end. But realistically, you're looking at, you know, Cup comes back, 
first game back, 15 points. Solid, you know? And I think that's kind of what you expect from him. But Travis Etienne has kind of been quiet this year. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty quiet this year. Those are guys that you'd expect you want to have 20 points a game from, but realistically, they're probably closer to 15, 15 to 18 range on a weekly in and out. Um, but, yeah. but even to say that, like, James's team on paper is super strong. If he maybe is able to swing a, a depth piece. that That's the thing about James. He's not going to have – I think – Two weeks ago, I scored 90 points. James isn't going to have that week, but Henry used to be good for 20 minimum, like upside 30, 40. Cup, same thing. They're now just like an average 17 a game guy, but they're consistent. Like Bijan, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Derek Henry, they're going to get you those points, but they don't have that explosive upside they used to. NTN and Lawrence do. His team... His team with these players two years ago, unbeatable. And I think what it is is that he figured out the league before everyone else. He started trading for draft picks when people were slinging first like they were worthless, stockpile these players. He was making trades before everyone else you started stick, making you trades. St- you stick to that to that piece of his run so much. But I think there's some credibility to it. But at the same time, I think other managers also kind of tried it it's just he's super tuned in to each person in the league and kind of a process of trying to get deals done so as much as we bash on him he's consistent and he's visible like a lot a lot of times it just it, it's all about just being present so oh yeah it, and I'm not, I'm not bashing on him he he just he was had the foresight and he figured out how to play dynasty before anyone else in the league and built this monster but then the last two years, everyone started kind of realizing what was smart, what wasn't smart. And now his team is a elite two years ago team. They're good. He'll make the playoffs, right? We won't doubt that. James will make the playoffs. He could have a 200-point week. But uh, he's he's just not on the same level as, as Billy and Tyler. They're in a whole new – they're in yeah. just like but a different stratosphere. To be fair, the one thing that you, you know about is it, it doesn't matter what you've done until that week comes that you have to play and then it, anything goes. I've beaten James randomly as a fourth seed and made it to a final and lost to, to Billy. And I, I know you've probably been through it too, where you have a great team and it just wasn't your, your stretch. So like onto a different matchup, you've got Ty, who is pretty much averaging like 190 points for fun at this point. And I'm pretty sure it's his- unbelievable. His ILP is probably north of 200, which is crazy. And then can put up a valiant effort. It looked it looked good on on Thursday with DJ Moore's big game. But at that point, you're hoping for three or four other guys to have some crazy performance, and it just didn't happen. Like starting Mac Jones at this point is you, you're gonna get what you get, but realistically, we know what. Kenny's building. He's got young quarterbacks. CJ Stroud is him. I think we've seen enough sample size from college to the first few weeks in the league. He's building something there. I think Bryce Young, even though he hasn't had a smooth start, you know that team isn't good. He doesn't have any weapons. Yep. Like they drafted Mingo with him as well, but like Adam Thielen is his number one. They don't really have a run game for as much as we like Sanders and everyone in the league. He switches teams 
in the league so often, but it's like he's not – there's no run game there. I don't think the offensive line in Carolina is great. They have great defense, so it, you know, kind of lends him to be in situations that might pr- help him later on, but they're not winning much. But they don't have their but, first pick. So, But Bryce Young will get better. Two years from now, Bryce Young will be a top 15 quarterback, right? Exactly. It's, it's a slow start. Stout, Stroud and Young is there. The problem is Drake London gets a quarterback. He's probably – the guy's a stud. Yeah. Devontae Smith. We, I think we know what he is. As long as he's playing with Hurts and A.J. Brown, he's good, right? But, you know, he's the player. You, you need that role player. Okay, but he Devontae Smith finished wide receiver 10 last year. Yeah, and that's great. So he's got a 10. London gets a good receiver. He's a 10, right? Then we get Young and Stroud are both top 10. DJ Moore, no, he's going to be there. To, yeah, he's like what? he's he's got it, but he's three years out if if – things go well. There's also a chance that people turn into Chase Claypool that he's on his bench and she rises out of the league, right? He he doesn't have sure things. I don't think, I see, I I disagree. I think Kenny's got a very smart approach to, there's two ways to go about um, Superflex, right? You can either go in and try to get the assets early, like David did trying to, you know, move back in the draft, get some young quarterbacks, and maybe you can flip them for something big. Or you have your picks and you just draft the young quarterbacks and then fill out the other positions that'll be what they are. So I think he's got a nucleus that's going to work. There's who knows? Rashad Bateman could be something. Javante well, anybody Williams could. could well, Javante Williams he ain't going to be a top twenty back for long term. He's got the talent, but that just they, yeah. you know you know what set Kenny back years is he's had the same strategy, which is great. But he took Mac Jones and Malik Willis, right? Oh, but look, the the two he's got now are much better than that. And sure, but for, for he's behind sport, eight ball now. Yeah, it, that, but that's that's the that's a part of it. You can't. There's it's tough to just the way the the league is set up now. It's going to be tough to do what Tyler did and have some pieces while you're still getting assets and then flip it for a top five quarterback like he did with me and then get some cheaper deals and build a roster that way. So Kenny's doing it in a way that makes sense. A couple pieces and look, he, he might play himself out of a bottom three or four pick because he's going to be scoring, I think consistently 120 points a week. So, and then ties just, I don't even think it, it doesn't even matter what we do with him because he has a bench. He has a starting unit. He has, the freaking he the Cowboys defense. The one week he doesn't play him is the week they go negative. So he's like, not, he's he's not he's he's not a slouch. He's doing the right things. And even when guys like Ceedee Lamb aren't performing, he's got Stephon Diggs. Who that trade was ridiculous because that that team is just crazy. So so you can kind of see the the league goes in ebbs and flows, right? Like. When we started, people didn't value picks or quarterbacks enough. And then they started overvaluing them. Like, you look 2021, we like Lawrence, Lance, Fields, Mac Jones, all went ahead of, like, Jamar Chase, Entian, Waddle, yeah. Smith. So, St. Brown, like, if Kenny, which is a big if, but instead of doing the Mac Jones, went Jamar Chase, who went, like, five picks yeah. later. And then next year, instead of going Malik Willis, give me Christian Watson or somebody, like, and then you add these quarterbacks, you could be elite. The, the problem is people trade studs for a lot of picks 
Mm-hmm. And you got to realize that we don't you hit gotta, on those picks a lot. You got to hit those picks. And the thing it's is, a, it's, it's a, a crapshoot. And that's why I commend Kenny, because you're more likely to get teams are going to invest time in their quarterbacks. Unless you're Trey Lance. High pick quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, even with Mac Jones, like the reason he's still playing is because he's a quarterback and he was drafted by that team. The reason that the the Cardinals still talk about um, Kyler is because it's quarterback shown enough that they want to be able to to build. There's it's I think it's safer to go quarterback, especially when you're not in a position where you need them to be good right away. And the flip side of yeah. it is you can do it where I did it or the way Kevin Kevin's doing it, where you get all these assets and you say, you know what, I'm going to build everything around them, and then. Hopefully, by the time I need a quarterback, I ha- either have one or two that I can ride with, but my bench is so strong that I really, I know what I have. So it's, it's, there's different layers to it. It's just getting a quarterback when they're established is expensive, but if you can do yep. it, it works out. The issue is, I think it, it's hard to hit on all those picks, which is why I think it, volume it, is the way I always go about it. I agree. And that's why I think Kenny has the idea. Once you have a quarterback that's established, even if it's just Stroud and Bryce Young's of 15, 20, those are the hard ones to get, and they're too expensive. So you hit that, and then it's easier to trade for receivers, running backs, draft. Because people draft – you do a lot better if you draft talent over need, situation, position, right? You say, oh, this guy's not as good, but he's their wide receiver one. Or, you know, I need a quarterback so I'm going to reach. People did that back in the day, and it fucked them. I think you do Kenny's strategy. You go volume until you get one or two quarterbacks, and yeah. then it's easier to start building the rest. You can build the rest, but if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter, right? Here's my wild take. I think Kenny next year is back in kind of that third tier that could sneak in, especially if we start talking expansion and all those things in the next couple of years. I think Kenny's got a team where we typically see QBs take that jump the next their sophomore into their third year, right? And like you said, Falcons could get another quarterback. We've already seen Drake London put up decent stats with Ritter, and Ritter had a good game. So, and he did all that on basically like two drives. You know what Devontae Smith is. You've seen DJ Moore, and all these guys are in, you know, situations that could be better, but realistically, those are talented guys. I think Kenny's team is not as far off as he makes it seem or that people might look at it and see because he he's kind of quiet about it but he what he he's what i'm he's hearing closer. he's got a lot of ifs like if drake london gets court if this if this right. and you say here's the counterpoint take that second year jump like yeah we could see that happen more often than that happens what happens is we get baker mayfield elite rookie right what happened to him? I, who else was up there? I think Mac Jones had a fantastic rookie year. Like you get all of these guys that have a great rookie year, and then we get tape on them, and they're trash, and they're gone in in two years, right? Okay, so maybe that's just the optimist in me and trusting a guy that's won it before, and just kind of the the the, pro, the thing about this is you have to trust your process. Like Ty trusted his process when he was tanking and he 
flipped all those assets into studs because he had them. Ken's doing it to where he's just building slow and steady. I kind of did it where I had guys, but not the guys that you want to have when you don't have anything around them. So you flip it and you kind of half reset and then you get back up. You get lucky a little bit with some guys being better than you thought. You get a couple trades to work your way after maybe giving up a couple trades. But it in the long, you've got to stick to a plan because or else you end up like Ben, who I think as fun as Ben's team is, it's just it's not real. It, it, it's it's okay. It's real. It's just not sustainable. But before we jump yeah. to Ben, but let's just talk real quick about um, the other two matchups. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we get off track. You know. All right. Let's get back. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's talk uh, next. Kevin, Kevin and Griffey. Uh, interesting right. one because I actually had Kevin as a dark horse this year, and he's completely shit the bed the same way as uh, – but he doesn't have the same rationale or reason that Keenan does. Keenan, we, we see what happened. He's just gotten killed by luck and injury and just guys regressing. Kevin, I don't know what his plan is. Like, I'm not 100% uh, sure if there's a – if it's just the guys that he has aren't taking that step or if he's kind of waiting I, to make a big move. Because I think he's always kind of getting assets. But is it a perpetual thing or is he planning something? Because I, I think he's planning something. But at one and four, it can't be something for this year, right? I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you got to plan. Like my master plan is I'm going to pick up these players, these positions, draft the, I don't, I think he's living in the moment to be fair. You look at the team. I think he's got way more upside than, than Kenny. Tua could be great. Alave, Addison. Okay. Okay. And, And is it in chain? A chain or go ahead, pronounce it. I say A chain because that's how I heard it in college. All right, that's how I'm hitting it too. But A chain hurt, but like if you throw him, Charbonnet, Pierce, like they're having okay, but they have upside. Olave, Addison, huge upside. Dak, whatever, he's that second one that you need. Tua, huge upside. Like Dotson, I know I like him more than other people, but I like I like Dotson. He, I I think he's got some players that have a lot of upside. Not like with Kenny, like Kenny saying we hope Rasheed Rice could be good or Javante could be good. I think the players that Kevin has have a lot more upside than the players that that Kenny has. Okay, you can say that, right? But I'll, I'll put it this way: the the Saints won thirty four zero. And Alave only had eight points. Typically, you want the players that are going to be on teams that when the team performs well, you can see it translate on your on your guy. Because then at that point, they're kind of the recession-proof a bit, right? So I think that's where I go with Kenny's team because his, his guys have a little bit of that um, a, a, a trait where, hey, if the, team's doing, if the team did really well, you can kind of see it in their stats. If the team struggles see, a bit, it, it, like outside of maybe Smith, like look, look, look this way. If, if Drake London goes off for 100 yards, right, you know, all right, the Falcons probably had a great game. 
But the Falcons could win by 40 and London could have one catch because we run the ball. I go talent, I think, over that. And I think Olave Drake last London, year, what do you have? Drake London's <clears throat> more talented than everyone on, on Kevin's list, in my opinion. Olave? Yes. I they think when when Olave had what was it Winston or Dalton last year he was all right I think Derek Carr is just booty but another thing so say this the rosters are similar in upside and how how filled out they are Kenny's got his first Andrew's second my third Kevin's got his first which is going to be high my first James's first so like he's got a lot more opportunity to fill out the missing pieces in his roster. And that's fair, which is and why that's fair. Kevin, Kevin's planning like the, it isn't random. Like the the moves that Kevin makes are are smart in the sense that the timing of them is very underrated. You don't you don't notice it until the end of the year, and you start looking back, and it's like, wait, when did Kevin get all these pieces? And then it's like, oh, he actually yeah. has three picks, three first round picks again. And then you look at his roster, it's like, oh, all right, well, couple couple hits, and he's right there. Which is he why I had right. him this year. So, but I think we're, I think we're, we we're both right in the sense that both Kevin and Ken's team have a potential upside. I think you're probably weighing the safety of Kevin's team a little bit better. But no, I think you're right. I think Kenny, Devonte Smith, DJ Moore, Drake London, like are going. They have a high floor. Right. Like they could go off, but they got a high floor. I think if we look at the receivers, Alave, Addison, Cortland, Sutton, they got high ceilings, but they're not as reliable. Yeah. Stroud, like not Tua, but he'll play more games. Yes. Sutton, (laughs) the jury's really out on him at this point, but that offense. He's almost 30 now. I think he's. Judy's going to take. Mims is going to take it from him. Sutton. Got Look, screwed, talented dude, but he just never had a quarterback. Is is not going to be him. That's fair. Okay, so you put Dotson in there, right? So I, it's we're going to find out very soon with Kevin's team. Like Pierce, I like Pierce's rookie year, but that running style is unsustainable. Khalil Herbert yeah. is actually showing a little bit, but he's what most likely out for a little bit with the injury. Johnson um, will so, take that over next year, yeah. So, now Kevin's in a spot where he might start to sneak down the ILP board because of these injuries and guys are just aren't performing well. Addison might but, do his best to mess that up because JJ yeah, just went on IR. Just, the the talent he's got with three picks, he gets a high one and then he throws Tua and Caleb Williams in there. He's now got one of the best quarterback. We got Alave Addison in there, and he hits on another one of those picks. There's this is a deep draft class. Like it's all about I, hitting, though. Don't miss on those picks, and that's such a crapshoot. I, I agree. I think overall, you probably want to be in Kevin's situation, but mm-hmm. if you're if you're just saying, "All right, I have a short, I have a short time frame to turn it around, and I have a couple moves to do it," you pro- you probably can do it a lot easier with. Ken's team because I think it's a couple pieces away to being in that middle group that really you you get the same type of luck that Ben's getting and you're you know pushing for a playoff spot halfway through the year. It look it, before before we go weird. to the next matchup. Here's one thing that really kills them both. 
if you look at their benches, generally on someone's bench, you should have someone like David's got Cedric Tillman or, you know, like, oh, yeah. so Rondell Moore is okay, but like Chase Claypool, Trash, Mac Jones, Malik Willis, you know, we they don't have like Michael Gallup, Darnell Mooney, like you got to go boom or bust on your bench. I just don't. I don't know if they got the pieces to try to move. But anyway, well, let's move to the next one. We're half hour in and we're still we're still talking. Look, we, we that's what we do is talk. What's the next the next one? Oh, uh, Billy and Andrew. Billy and Andrew, just a bloodbath. Billy yeah. had a down week though. 135. Yeah, perfect, he would have lost perfect, to perfect time Kevin. to play Andrew, right? Yeah, I know. It that's what it's, it is, though. It's matchups. Yeah. Cause at this point you you do start to look at Billy's team, and it happened a few years back where it felt like he had the lowest points against, and he kind of rode that, and then he ended up just blowing everybody out of the water when the playoffs came. I I don't know what's going on with Andrew's team because I, anytime you have Lamar and Russell as your named quarterbacks, you feel like you should have a chance in a, in a league like this. You've got Kyle Pitts, Judy, um, Watson. Granted, he's got two Packers receivers. Uh, Barkley's been out. That hurts. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. I mean, Andrew's team has talent and some names. I don't think it has he's... depth at all, but the in a position where I, I was expecting a little bit of a more of an output. I mean... I think it's just timing as well. Probably unlucky with some injuries and all that. Russ, Lamar. I'm saying you need a QB1. Lamar's elite. QB2, you need someone that's like a golf, a Russ. Like, he's got that. Judy, decent. Pitts, we'll call good. Saquon, good. Kyron Williams? Yeah. The dude was like a stud. The problem is you can't start... Reading, you can't start two Packers receivers with Jordan loves the quarterback. That's just bad business. Um, Gibbs, but, what but like, does he have? He's gonna Gibbs, start telling you. You know what? Uh, I think Kelsey might miss some time, so Tony might get something. But J.K. Dobbins, if he'd ever played more than a game, Williams, that's uh, true. Barkley, Gibbs. I take that's it back. two running back, two flex. We know, we know exactly what's happening here. Andrew's just been hit by the injury bug and unlucky. That's Both it. his top two court, uh, running backs, uh, Russ can't seem to be consistent. I mean, he had a good stats-wise game this week, but realistically, the eyeball test isn't good. Lamar, I think we we know he's not a 10-point guy. He's closer to 20-25 on a regular, so that's an anomaly. But what do you if you're if you're Andrew, right? What are, you, what are you doing this year? Because realistically, I think that's why his bench is the way it is. Like, you're not trying to fill it up with guys that are going to randomly explode like I do. You want to maybe creep your way down, right? Because you have the pieces where maybe if you have a high enough pick, you can either flip it for a, a guy or you just maybe wait for your guys to get healthy and make a run next year. But I, uh, Andrew historically has been so bad drafting. Like, n- no offense, you just has been bad drafting unlucky it's it's a lot of luck i i would try to flip like a saquon or a lamar and then pick up like some instead of three first round picks try to pick up some 
like a a Jordan Addison and like a uh, Dalton Kincaid, like pick up some those long shots are almost just as reliable as you know the number six pick. I don't know. I I would I would not go like I don't, I don't see there's anyone on his team right now that you can build around, and I except for maybe Gibbs. And I say this because the way to build a team, you got to get a quarterback first, like you said with Kenny, and then you get receivers. Because yeah. receivers are going to play for 10 years. You get good young receivers, you don't got to move them. You get a good quarterback, you don't got to move them. Running backs, if your window, if you're two, three years out, don't draft running backs, right? Because by the time you're competing, that running back sucks. You draft them if you want to trade them. And usually it'll I, take them two years till somebody wants them. I think in this case, it's a little bit of, all right, I think you've got an, a strong enough core that he can, he was expecting a little bit more consistency from his his quarterback room. Not all his running backs to die, and Kyle Pitts to maybe get back to the top five draft pick that he's supposed to be. And then you have Christian Watson coming back healthy, and you, we 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 know he has big playability. So I think there's a framework there. It's just he's been unlucky, and sometimes you can't beat it. Like there's not, everybody can't win. That's that's the truth of it. Everybody can't have. Exactly what because at the get at post draft everyone has a plan and everybody has what they hope their team to be, and you know, it Here, just doesn't. Here's what hurt. I do if I'm Andrew. I take Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be a stud, right? I take Jameer Gibbs. I trade him to Ben because Ben's got a Lions boner, and I try to pick up like Sam Laporta, uh, who was I just looking at? Tank Dell and. Maybe like JSN or no, that wouldn't work, but like a pick, right? No old guys that are scoring. Just give me those young studs. Well, no, Ben wouldn't trade Laporta because, but anyway, you get the idea. Give me like a, get, give me Tank Dell, give me, I don't know, Cole Komet or, or JSN or something like that. Get two or three young players for Gibbs because in the grand scheme of things, Gibbs is hyped more than them. But he's probably farther away from competing than a real running back window. And get some receivers, get a quarterback, get some tight ends, like build build some long term people in some draft capital. It's easy to say that. It's easy to say that, right? But it's so hard to either find what you want value wise and to find someone in the situation where they're going to give you that value because they are going to get their year out of it because really you make those moves thinking all right this player is going to be in my roster that's going to make a push right so you you don't it, it's it's easy to say get rid of this the rookie running back that you know is probably going to be good for the next few years because that's the case saquon probably wouldn't be a giant right so like it's it's just one of those one of those things where you know i think everyone has that idea build from the outside in but situations got to match a lot of teams now don't even like well, unless kevin wants to trade up one of his first like who really has a first that's in the position to but andrew's to in a position that he's got a quarterback and once you have that you build around it but you build with receivers that are going to be there a while who's got firsts the only person that has more than one first griffey's got his and tyler's yeah. um keenan's got his and yours and Kevin, first of all, fuck you. I wanted hurt so bad, but I didn't have the capital. Kevin's got three. Um, 
yeah, what I would say, keep Lamar. Um, try to flip Saquon, Gibbs, whatever, and pick up some young receivers because I think a young up and cut like a Jordan Addison to me is more valuable than a sixth pick. Maybe people would value a sixth pick more, but that's a shot in the dark. It's a crapshoot. And how often do those top five, six picks hit where Addison I know eventually is going to be good. So look, I think that, that you've got to do that like right now before these picks start having faces, right? Because then we're going to be saying this about the next Addison next year. It's like, oh, well, why would I trade you this for that if I know this pick is going to be this player? So, But take the face. Don't Don't take the wild card. Take the face. Don't take the the gamble. But what I'm saying is that top pick is not going to be easily moved, especially if you're in a situation like the only person that maybe could make that move is probably the what, Griffey? Um, Yeah. But. Griffey doesn't need to make that move unless he wants another running back. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's a move he makes and he gets a young running back, gives up a first. Um, I don't know. It's, it, but it's, think... it's, tough. it's not an easy move to make because all the, all the comp- competing teams in this league, you know, where their picks are going to be, or they don't have their pick anymore or you're James but... and you have a pick that's actually really, you know, valuable, but, but... realistically it's not. Those late first picks, like if if we just look through some of the draft history, tend like tend to not be that bad. You know, yeah, the, they, the okay, late picks. What I'm saying is who has who 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 is in the championship window that wants that running back has the, the pick that is going to be able to get it, is what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Don't don't trade for picks. Trade for players instead of picks is what I would always recommend. And then people got to put your team into There's a couple buckets. And I think once you accept and understand what bucket you're in, it makes it a lot easier. It's having a plan, right? There's a couple teams that are right there at the championship. There's a couple that think one piece is going to set them over the top. That's not necessarily the case. There's some that know they're two years out and there's some that know they're four years out. When you have a four-year plan, you, four you value your players – Exactly. So if I say I'm not going to be good football to admit that you're four years away. But if if Andrew says I'm three years away, his value of Saquon is not nearly as high than when he says I'm a year away. And then he's much more willing to give him up. And I think once you're realistic and you define what your window is, then you can make trades. I think everyone's trying to make a trade that's equitable in the moment. But understand, when do I want to really compete? Like the trade I made to Billy, I understand I would have to get lucky this year only because Tyler was so good that there was no way I was going to beat him. So I trade all my best players for young players, understanding I probably you'll probably make the playoffs this year instead of me. Look, I, I dumped I, I out of the race I on purpose. The love. I appreciate the love, but we'll, we'll talk about that trade because I have my different. I have a take on it, but. All right, we're 45 minutes in. Let's hit this last game. What's damn? So, first of all, this is much more intelligent banter than we've ever got before. Hey, um, this is why we should do this what, more often. So, of course, last game is me and Ben. Yeah. It, ben should have won that game. Going into Monday Night Football, I was up by 20. 
and he had love and I think Dobbs. So he was, yeah. I was texting James like, Hey, should I drop a bench player and pick up a, a head coach just in case of 20 points? Like, yeah, yeah. And then love just Jordan loved it. Yeah. Love. And then he took Dobbs down with him. So, and that's, killing a great game from Moss, who is going to be interesting considering JT's back. Um, Tajay Spears is slowly chipping away at that. used to be one lead workhorse team, but now it seems like a little bit of a timeshare with Derrick Henry on the Titans. Um, He had started Jameson, which, you know, good play on him. Um, Did he have any other options to really start anyone else? Uh, No. So, you know, I think no. he kind of knows who his guys are. Um, had a good game from Sam. A couple decent performances. Sam Laporte is going to be a stud. I think that's easily a beast. dynasty tight end one, even this early, considering all the good ones are closer to 30 than they are to, you know, 25. And we haven't seen tight ends really break out like this year one. But they never well, do it. Well, we saw Pitts Pitts and then it, but that was, you know, with uh, with Matt Ryan, who historically slings the ball. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what Laporta can keep doing. I think that team is set up well. It's going to be interesting. I'm not a fan of having, you know, multiple players on the same team just because I think it kind of, like, if not multiple players that are at, like, premier spots. Um, so if Jameson ends up being a, flex guy for him that could be great but if he's one of your top three receivers you're gonna be stuck a little bit um but we've seen ben play to the competition and make it yeah so you on the other hand have also done the same and lost so like i think it makes sense why you have the rationale to make the move you made because like you said you have you kind of have your range of outcomes when it comes to your weekly output and does that does the ceiling of your weekly output touch the the basement of those top three teams right most times it's creeping to it but realistically those guys are failing to on a bad week they're at like 150 right and then we're maybe around 160 170. so the way i look at ben Good record. It's a good story, but he is closer in points scored this year, 24-30, to Kevin, who is one and four, than he is to you, who is three and two. So the record looks good, but the team in front of him is you on standings, and he's 60 points behind you and he's okay, only but- 30 points ahead of kevin so like he, his team's not that good he played some matchups well he got some boom but Look, you know like let's, let's not get it football. twisted you can say that all you want but at the end of the day we do this to play the game ben is the embodiment of what fantasy football is supposed to be right it's this reckless abandon of just hey i'm not doing this just to rebuild consistently or try to overthink moves. he's going for it whenever he has a sniff because you never know he could Tajay could end up becoming a 30 point a player a 30 point a game guy and he's now oh yeah so and i i love it i'm all in like the way this thing is founded upon is just go for it and try to win that's what he's doing you, know, you want to know my favorite? 
we get too lost in the analytics and the all right well matchups if i make it could i like no just go and try to have fun and win. that's what ben does and that's why i'm i'm always going to be all in ben man i'm i'm on that train hey, the ben wagon yeah so here's a ben wagon story that the league needs to know and i love this so fucking much so james built his empire upon the bones of ben right like it's on his grave site exactly like it's just it's disgusting ben's on a leash and james is holding the chain but last week ben i forget the defense he started but they had a let's see let's see hold on i and then need to get this out here so ben started a defense and they had a down week let's see here we go the texans defense only scored one point. So what Ben did is he went and he picked up the Raiders defense, even though they weren't going to play for him, right? It was a Monday night game. They were already up so that his ILP would go up to fuck James's draft position. And Ben doing that with no benefit to himself, only to stick it to James is the most elite move I have heard in a long time. Oh, it's beautiful. It's 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 poetic, really. If you really think about it, it's poetic because it's poetic. The year started, and I had him at the bottom of my teddy rankings, and mainly because the way I put those things together is built upon not just the team you have, but what your team could be, right? And what your assets are, how you manage your team, how all the moves you've made, the fact that you have a bad team and your first round pick is on one of the playoff favorites kills you in my mind so the fact that he's done what he's done this year and he valued that pick to where now that pick is probably easily movable and i wouldn't be surprised if james did move that pick that ben wouldn't just reverse course and try to benefit whoever does get it if it's not somebody he doesn't like so it's it's great because ben is like that's that's who you want in a league like this where sometimes we i love it strategic we try to think three years down the line or oh is this trade really gonna bet like no just go for it and at the end of the day if you're having fun you're having fun no he went all in and now the pettiness to just bone james and then at the end of the year he might trade for some old dude with no value just to bone james more <laughs> i i love like it so i want myself to win then teddy you're like a, made 51 percent me 49 percent you if it's not one of us, it's Ben. Like Ben Dude. has my vote. I'm on the Ben wagon hard right now. It's. I think if it's not one of us, just based on the way everything's scripting out, I want Griffey because he's been in the he's been in positions to, to yeah to push. Well, I, did we even go over that game? But yeah, he's been in positions to push, and he's just a good overall good guy. But Ben is like the embodiment of what I want fantasy players to be. Even I, I can't agree. be gutsy because sometimes there's the risk involved is crazy. So I'll tell you this. I went, I traded a first for Debo from Ben, I think. I traded a first to Kenny for Derek Carr. Like I traded all my seconds to Kenny for Mostert, like old players with no value, but I went hard. I was, I was all in. This is my window. Let's go. And then two days ago, I said, fuck it not my window i'm changing course so like i i was going all in not as aggressively as ben but i also haven't had a pick in like four years it's so and i want like i i want to trade with 
everyone, at least have engagement with everyone. I, I, everyone knows I love picks. Like you, you say trade for faces. I screw that. I want the fun box. It could be a face or it could be a pile of shit. I want that excitement. That's why I love picks so much. I'll trade for thirds. Fuck it. Um, but when I saw that trade come through, I was like, damn, is Sam backing off? Because realistically, the only reason you trade away the guys you did to who you traded them to is because you're like, all right, I, I'm closer to the middle of the pack than I am to the top three, top top two, realistically. So you make that decision of, all right, if I reset and try to reload a little bit and not lose so much and maybe extend my window, it makes sense. For me, though, me as a an avid supporter of this rivalry we built, I saw that and I was like, damn it. The- what do you think about this? Tyreek said he was going to retire soon. Whatever. He's the obvious wide receiver one. Whatever. But Mike Evans, he's putting up two points less, three points less than Jefferson. Like, Mike Evans is still elite. He ain't going to be that in a year or two. Right? Mostert, with A-Chain out, is going to be, he's running back two now. He's going to be good. He ain't going to be there next year. So, these players I traded, next year, I finally got a damn pick back. I got Mm -hmm. two players, like, now I'm dealing with a young core when before my team, if you look at my team now, it was all in because nice. Evans, Mostert, and- Hill, they ain't going to be there next year. So it was either make a splash and grab. My first attempt was I want Tua, I want Hertz, I want, I need a splash to win. When I couldn't get that, shift direction. Fuck it. Like we're pulling out and we're going to go for next year. And, and honestly, that's fair. Because it's not, it's a, it's rational, and it's a, it's one of those deals that you don't, you rarely see a rational deal between two teams that are in kind of the same bucket, and it pushes one out of the, it pushes both teams out of the bucket in two different ways. Because I think Billy, although he was undefeated, it's it, there's a clear gap between Ty's team and what his range of outcomes is to Billy, what you were, and James. Of course, with the Hurts deal, I kind of pushed my way into like that rung of players. Ben, I think this year has just gotten lucky with matchups, but the the teams that we were, everyone's kind of targeting what Ty has. When you made that move, it pushes Billy back into that 1A grouping and then kind of pushes you out of that playoff contention in the way that it's a comfortable thing for you because now you're in this group with the rest of us. And I think James is sitting in his own little, I think James is comfortably in the playoffs at this point. If everyone is doing what they do. So James now it's put on it's, each line. Yeah. It's like a four way battle between us but for that last spot. Part of my rationale is shitty as it sounds. I had a 90 point game, which is <laughs> half of what I should. It's abysmal. And I'm 18 points behind Billy on the year and points scored. Tyler is like 70 points up on Billy. Tyler is just untouchable. So part of me, my rationale to make that trade is if I'm going to give Tyreek to anyone, I want to give him to Billy because I want to make a competition out of it. And uh, I was always, it's like we said, understand your bucket, right? Are you, I'm going to go all in. I tried that. It didn't work. Right. So what's my next bucket? It's okay. Like, and I love that Billy defined his bucket is like, fuck it, I'm going all in. 
give me some old guys. I'm going for it this year because he has a hatred for Tyler that I just love so fucking much. Okay. Here's 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 the thing. Mm. I don't think it's a hatred for Ty. Yeah, I think it it's just, it's you can say that. I think at the core of it, based on kind of just the vibe I get from Billy, he I feel he's really competitive. Like overly competitive, but he understands like all right, gamesmanship and all that. And which is why it, the the if he truly hated Ty, I feel like there wouldn't be a timeline of how long that hate would go. Um, I think just the it's situation not, last year was trash, so he's gonna hate that that piece of it. But also, it's it's that hunger. It's the same thing like Brady had, right? Where it's like, yo, I I don't hate Peyton, but the fact that this guy's breaking records while I I have a good team around me pisses me off. So I'm gonna make it look like I hate that guy, so I can drop myself to beat him in the AFC Championship game. Billy and guess what? Now Billy's now pushed into that bucket because he's trying to just beat that because if he can now beat a better version of what Ty had last year, he can basically claim, hey, look, I beat you better than you were last year. That means I would have beaten you last year too. So realistically, there's no but question. In this the trade that like when you think logical <laughs> dynasty trades, which you want you don't want to see I'll give you a quarterback. It, it's it's oh, no. basically one team goes on and takes old guys that are like in top five. One team sells old guys and gets young guys. Like this is what we want to see. Don't don't trade no. me Travis Kelsey for a first. Like that's no, just but, dumb. That's why when I saw it, I got, I understood it, but I was also just I, if it wasn't you, only because it's you and I have I want I want both of us in there, right? So when I saw it, I was like, damn. He's more. He's backing away from the push, but it's not bad because you're realistically opening your window a bit, like Puka and um, Puka, Waddle, Saint Brown, Mahomes, yeah, Pacheco. That's, you, that's young, bro. Like that's it. And and it's not far fetched to who knows. Maybe they end up just killing it the rest of the year, and you so, now win the trade on value and everything. But it opens here's, your here's window. The thing. Let me ask you this: before the trade. I had a good team, right? But my chance at winning the championship was sneak into the playoffs at the three or four spot and then get some lucky matchup wins. Agree? Yeah. Yeah, fair. So after the trade, my opportunity is sneak into the playoffs in the three or four spot, get some lucky matchup wins. And like I'm in the exact same position as I was before, but with a better future. Here's the difference, though. The difference Mm -hmm. isn't just sneak into the playoffs. It's now sneak into the playoffs and you have to beat two juggernauts at the top. That's the difference. Granted, I don't think the the needle doesn't move so much that you're losing so much or that Billy's gaining so much. It's more so that the top end for Billy is now closer to what we perceive as the top dog, whereas yours is a little bit lower, but it opens up your possibilities to maybe stretch your run time a little bit. And yeah, yeah, this is why Billy has been in the position he's been for so long. Like he's consistent. He's never rebuilding. He's just consistently reloading in a way that fits. And he, he hits on picks. Like I learned because he hits on picks. That's it. The dude drafts. I I learned it the hard way. My first draft in this league, um, maybe it was my second, my second draft. 
when I snuck into the playoffs, lost to him in the final. Um, Sweet talked mm-hmm. me into giving him uh, pick 11 for some some faces, which is why I know I don't trade for faces anymore. Um, it doesn't even matter what it was at this point, but at the time, it was actually a good trade. And he ended up getting Chubb, I think, in the 12, 11 or 12. No, so that was there. you and me, and you told me we had a deal, and Billy texted me because I already had Sony Michelle and said, no, don't take my dude. And I said, all right, I have a text message that I sent him a screenshot of that said, you know what, give him to Billy. I should have. So, dude, we, so, all right. It, it's, it's one, like you said, either hit on picks or you just keep your team in a position where you know what, what your time frame is and you hit the right moves. If we look at, like, Puka, amazing pick. But the year before, Zamir White, Jelani Woods, not great. Then the year before, we had Waddle, Ramonde, Stevenson. Okay. The year before, what did Billy have? Jet, Jefferson, Antonio Gibson. Great. And then what was the year before that? He had Miko Hardman and Riley Ridley. Not great. I, no, I tell you, Jefferson. Exactly. Yeah, and it's he, not he, just but, the players. It's where he gets those players, too, that also helps. So it's, but you know. The players, right. No, I'm not going to discount Billy. The dude can draft, but also people tend to overdraft positional needs early. And then players like Jamar Chase went, yeah. what, went eight. Yeah, because they took Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, oh, yeah. uh, Trey Lance. We, like we already Mac talked about Jones. that. League has corrected itself. A because we've gone super flex, and B I think everyone's seen enough game tape on how you draft, and it doesn't like. Yeah, w- do you want to get Will Levis in the first round, or do you want to get, you know, a player that you feel is going to be more comfortable? Like, is it, I mean, it's, Teddy, it's one of those things you... where you make that decision. You hit some picks too, my dude. Yeah, Garrett that, Wilson, based off of volume, bro. And I think at, at, in the first Pickens, round, Brian to... Robinson. Well, the first round picks are like kind of trash. It's you know, <laughs> they are when uh, you start to pick up what you got. Nico turned out all right. Terrence Marshall. Nico, okay, so the story Nico. I actually didn't like Nico as a player. It's David's fault that I ended up drafting him in this league. Um, he talked me up into Nico for so long and he believed in this guy. And he just said, look, there's something like this guy has it. The situation might suck, but eventually he's going to be a guy. And you, uh, yeah. In 2020 second round, you had back to back to back picks. You went AJ Dillon, Brandon, I, Michael Pittman. I mean, that, that ain't bad. Then I went Zach Moss after you, but no, all right, so let's do this. We just hit the hour mark. Let's uh, let's read the let's go the to questions. You want to do quite? All right, we're gonna do rapid fire though. You yeah, give me one answer, one word answer. I'll give you one word answer. Cool. Right, cool, cool, cool. I'll read them out to you. All right, here here's what we got. Question number one. Shit, there's so much stuff. All right, how many devil eggs could you eat before you throw up? Twelve. You think it too hard, man. Rapid fire. Hit me. Twelve. Twelve. I'm gonna say twelve as well. That's good. Um, 
How how many do you think Kenny could eat before he eat those up? Drunk Kenny Two. or sober Kenny? Sober Kenny. Two. Yeah. Three. He got okay. weak stomach. How many deviled eggs could Kenny eat before James throws up? If he swallows them whole, I'm going to say about four. Yeah, I was going to say four. <laughs> <laughs> Who has an older roster? Billy or 2023 Raiders? Don't, I don't know that team. I'm going to say Billy. Uh, who would be the best league commissioner if James or Bowie stepped down? I'll let you answer that one. Keenan. Mm, I disagree. I'll say chat GPT. Um, <laughs> what makes a commissioner good or bad? He doesn't meddle in shit and he listens to his people. If the commissioner is too visible, get him out of here. All right. All right. All right. I agree. Um, Teddy rankings will go last. Worst trades that you've ever been offered. I can't read through that. Uh, It's mainly everything Tyler's given me is just trash. I'll Um, tell you that the worst trade I've ever accepted was the one for Cousins that I gave up to to him. Like, I I stay up to Tyler. I'll tell you this. In the, we'll do one more question. Here's my quick rant. There was a quick period when Tyler got Herbert and Kelsey, I think Cousins, maybe Aaron Jones. For some reason, the league went apeshit on trades, right? And they stopped valuing pit. Like young teams all of a sudden were like, I want nothing but picks. Tyler went in, snatched Herbert, which you did well for, Cousins, Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey for pennies on the dollar. And then he did it again with Diggs. James... We all make fun of his trades, but Tyler molested half the league, and but he tanked. I'll, we saw 12 I'll points a game. It's as, dirty. It's a dirty as, championship. As his representative, no. The, the, the causality of Ty's upbringing in this league was baked in the fact that the, the league was run by a corrupt commission that was consistently in the championship final, and his arch nemesis was also consistently in the playoffs and making runs because it was always a two-headed race. I think the coalition of other teams wanted to build something up that was basically coming in from the bottom, but while also benefiting themselves. If you're a team like, like I was, where I wasn't good enough to really even sniff the playoffs, let me get a bunch of picks and bet, bet on myself. So Trade nobody forces people to make these trades, right? And it's not like Ty was doing anything that was getting anybody drunk or anything like that. No, All of these it was timing, sensual, and perfectly timed and strategic. Within a three-day span, you can't do what he did again. You can't replicate it because everything was perfect and everything just happened to work out the way it did. But also because it was Ty, he is a savant when it comes to presenting himself. Right. to match the situation he's not a bad guy in any way I, no, he's no, actually not just, a bad guy at all he's just he's he's a genius honestly i think he he can't for for me for me he was my he was this league's savior you take Ty right. out of that equation this league doesn't it, it the parody that's been that was that we were trying to build where instead Here's of having this one guy or two he's guys, not he's not a he's not a bad guy at all at all but it's like when these celebrities hit it big and they get their movie role he 
got lucky on the timing. I don't, I forget what it was, but it was when he did the Herbert and Kelsey trades, it was like a two day window. And for some reason, a trade happened in, in all the shitty teams were like, all right, fire sale, get rid of everyone. Good. We need picks. And he capitalized on it. He capitalized on the right time. People won't do that anymore. He also, Kevin's got the the volume as well. He can, he can try to turn that into something as well. The the, the thing about it. The thing about it is find anywhere in the rules or in the rule book that states that my client did anything against the integrity of this league. I'll tell you this. It wasn't cheating. There was nothing cheating. There was no malicious intent. It wasn't bad. He played the game right. But I'm telling you, he got lucky at the timing because those trades six months earlier – or six months later, never would have happened. He jumped he, on it. He was the Bitcoin billionaire, is what and Tyler And he would was. do it again because yeah, it was I would founded. Do. I would do the same in, thing. Exactly. It was founded in 100%. I think you're on to something. Look, he, the, the, the thing about it is, he, in the, the way the league was shaping up, it, it became a everyone against the top two teams. It felt like James is what it was. And we all rallied in one man to take down James. You're right. So you wanted to kind of build up someone else to to come into that, which, you know, sometimes you need a villain. And at at this point, Ty is slowly becoming that because he's just so good. It's like. Let me tell you this, Teddy. Little history lesson. Back in like the 80s, we thought the leader of Iran was a terrorist so we gave them a bunch of weapons trained them how to overthrow this guy right <laughs> and now we got really? fucking terrorists everywhere right so we did that we said we need someone to take down james let's empower this young but, tyler but guy he's harmless and now we've got darth vader but here's the thing you're calling him darth vader but he's not darth vader you're just replacing who was Darth Vader with him because he's beat Darth Vader. That's sure. the only difference here. If if it I was agree. a one for one and that Ty was really doing despicable things continuously, no, he's just done great business and great time. No. That's, how you, that's, how, that's how you do it. It's, that's not it. It's not that he's a bad guy. He's not cheating. He's not doing despicable things. Just, and neither was James. James figured it out earlier. Tyler had the timing down to a T. Here's the thing. With, I'll disagree in the sense that James actually has a semblance of power that he does that's swing true. around. So there's he a Donald there's Trump a level, the shit out of it. Yeah, there's a level of like ignorance you can play when it comes to how Ty built it up because everything was just on consensual dealings. But when you're sitting at the top and you're also taking advantage of maybe the lesser um, equipped and it's a consistent and maybe more documented approach, we have maybe a summer and a half window where you can pinpoint to where Ty made this flip. But realistically, yeah, his team it was, was just the good. Timing. His team was good before then. It's just within the rules, he was able to do these things and but, state. But we made the ILP rule specifically because in in the integrity of the game, you you said it yourself, you go out to win. You play the game, you put your best lineup in, you go to win. Tyler was scoring 20 points a game because he was intentionally trying to lose. You can't tell me. That's in the integrity of the game. Sir, no one intentionally tries to lose. We just strategically he, he benched Christian McCaffrey the whole time. 
we strategically McCaffrey played like seven games, whatever. You guys Why do you keep saying we, that. Teddy? Why do you keep saying we? What do you I mean? I feel we? like Tyler's sitting behind you. Anyway, no, anyway here's the I'll thing. This. I have not done a great enough job in the last year and a half of supporting my client. So I'm taking this platform to reestablish that. Although I do not agree with all of the methods taken, find it in any writing where what he did was unjust. It's not and unjust. Will, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. It, exactly. He didn't break any rules. We made rules to correct what he did. He got lucky. I, I get it. I don't think he did anything malicious or he illegal. Didn't. He didn't. I don't think he did at all. But all and I will say is his, when James was making his trades to build his empire, the people rioted. When Tyler was making his trades, the people rioted. When you and me, when me and Billy, when me and Ken, other people making trades, did people riot? No, because people were getting prison raped in the shower. Here's, here's the thing. you you're, Nobody's scared of me. No one's scared of Tyler or James, but they that keep those, getting molested. That's because those team, Tyler and James' teams had the, the air about them of, damn, that, that's a juggernaut coming through. I mean, So you're telling me it's, I get it's a shitty offer from a really good team, and I say, oh, I'm scared they're going to beat me by no, 40 no, 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 points no. this week. I I'm might as well just why, give up my— if you, if you really look into everything, right, in the same way that— he traded for Herbert. He could have turned around and traded for Kyler. That's and then, true. And it, and it was a good pick. Herbert was a good pick. And what'd you get? Three firsts for that, I think? Right. And you turned, so, in, and you he, turned three firsts because you know, I'm good players. Yeah. It's so there's, in the same way that James does all these things, but realistically, he's targeting the players that are smart to target. And Ty made all the right moves. He didn't target guys that weren't going to hit. He was going after the smart strategic moves and made the adequate offers at the time that the owners of those players were willing to forfeit. That's all it is. And I rest my case because we're coming up against it. You got, uh, yeah, you got Garrett Wilson. You got some good people with those picks. I, I, I all I'll say is the league goes through ebbs and flows. We used to really overvalue undervalue picks and then we would overvalue quarterbacks and we're evening out but i'm just saying certain people capitalized on like james capitalized when people didn't value picks got a lot of picks built a dynasty then when we overvalued quarterbacks and people like jamar chase and justin jefferson were falling some people capitalized and then when we 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 started overvaluing picks people like tyler it's nothing illegal. It's just capitalizing at the right time. It's smart, if anything. I'll be, it's smart. Everyone else needs to just reevaluate what everyone, what all these guys at the it's top smart. are doing, and try to yep. replicate it when you can. I agree. All right, we're at a minute and fourteen seconds, or four, well, one hour fourteen minutes. But okay, let's do this. Let's rapid fire. Um, you and me is game of the week slash billy tyler so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you the games and we'll both give as quick as we can um i got james at four and one against kevin at one and four projected 156 128 james i'm taking yeah um sorry i I like kevin it's just not gonna happen um we know where their teams are going 
All right, I got Ben and David in the dumpster bowl projected 114 to 110. You say that, but both I'm teams David. The, both teams have the quality to go ahead and score 130 points. All right. So, so you taking? I'm let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm going I'm going Ben because you went David. I think um David's a sportsman, but he knows what he wants. All right. We got Griffey and Keenan. Keenan 117, Griffey 136. I just gotta take Griffey. Just I don't trust Keenan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I I have to believe in what we've seen and I'm going I'm going I'm going Griffey. His burrow to chase connection is alive again. Thielen's ball. I like it. I agree. So we've got Kenny one and four, Andrew two and three, one twenty-two to one thirty-six. Both of them, I think, are anywhere from eighty to one hundred and forty points. This is just like to me, it's a coin flip because I think either could boom, either could bust. I'm gonna take Kenny in this one as a wild I'm taking, card. I'm taking Kenny. I all right. He's shown that me does. enough. He's. I, I'm confident in Kenny this week. All right. So here's the one we got. Tyler at four and one, Billy at five and zero. Oh. Tyler, obviously the scoring champion. Right now it's at 146, 148. But the problem is Billy doesn't have his player. Because I'm at 170 projected right now. And that's going to change when Tyreek and all these people. So projections, meh, meh. I'm taking Billy on this one. I'm taking I'm taking Ty. Uh, I think this is the week we see the undefeateds go down. Um, and I love it. Overall. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm comfortable with the level of options that Ty has on his bench versus the options that um, Billy has. This. This is why people listen to you and me. We go with James. Everyone's chalk. We're the same. I'm gonna go me. You're gonna go you in this next game, and then we're gonna split our picks. Right? We mm-hmm. disagreed on three, and that's fantastic. I'm gonna take me even with. Right now, it's 170 me, 153 you, which are the two highest scores. My dude. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to lose some people. So I'm going to take me. Obviously, you're going to take you. I think this is the game of the week because Tyler loses, Billy loses, doesn't really matter. They're both in it. You or I lose, things change. Yeah, we're both in positions now where the playoff, the. The same way we said last week between you and Ben was a playoff type of matchup. This is the same. There's that third loss is critical at this point. You can maybe get away with it later in the year, maybe, but it's it's tough seeing, you know, four losses getting you into the playoffs. And I'm only 20 points, 18 points behind Billy. If he loses... Or, oh, no, never mind. That's Tyler. So, yeah, Tyler loses. We could have a couple four and two teams. Maybe you, maybe him, but, oh, I like this. Okay. Um, Minute 19, any final thoughts, bold predictions for the year, not just the week? Uh, Bold prediction, Keenan finishes the year on a four-game win streak to kill his chances at getting a top pick. It's just the way it's written in the stars. I love that prediction. 
A lot, actually. My bold prediction is Ben still ends up with a top three draft pick and everybody's mad. Uh, I disagree. I think uh, there's too much. The, the The strategy is smart. The basement crew knows what they're doing. Ben tries to escape the uh, the basement crew, so he's probably going to be a top. I think he's going to be, he's going to end up fifth. He's going to end up fifth and James is going to hate it, but fifth pick is still fifth pick. So we, we've seen the fifth pick end up becoming the second pick. You just got to sweat a little bit. Hmm. All right. Can we get a second buoy and then we'll sign off? Yes, sir. Well, I will do that. I'll put the Teddy rankings in the chat, guys. But Teddy yeah. rankings in the chat. Suck it, buoy. Suck it, buoy. Oh.